0: Welcome and happy Easter, everybody, to the Red Zone Report here on the Built in Buffalo Network. I am your host, Izzy, and uh, I got a new little setup here, so we should be smoother this week. Uh, You know, we've had some uh, technical difficulties going on last few uh, shows, and so I had to do something to improve that, and I believe I got it down. So here we go. Happy Easter. I think I said it already, but I'm going to say it again and again and again. Happy Easter, happy he's back day. Uh, It is a day where we, as people, spend time with our families. We enjoy the company of our friends. We sit here as Bill's fans and we just talk football or ask each other, how are you today? What are you doing? Do you need anything? Do you need somewhere to go? Do you need someone to loan out their family to you to spend time with? Do you want to come over to my house? This is that time of year where we, as people, can just get together. And that goes for Christmas and any other holiday, too. But Easter's another special one. It's in the spring. You know, everything's so colorful. Everybody's coming out and having a good time and really enjoying, you know, what they do. So welcome to the Red Zone Report. Again, I'm Izzy. And we are here to really get down and celebrate our uh, our general manager, you know, because the draft is two weeks away. And with the draft being two weeks away, it's really time that we give some flowers to this man, Brandon Bean. And I know a lot of times we, we do give him flowers. You know, it's not like it's uh us ignoring him and not paying attention to how he does things. But really, how he does things is pretty much a mystery, isn't it? You know, like Brandon Bean, I don't know if I've said this on air before. I'm going to say it again if I did. Brandon Bean is a real OG. He's a real G, right? Right. When it comes to signing players when it comes to getting the best deal for the team and also having players come to buffalo and wanting to be here brandon bean is a real g right gm but he's a real g and if you notice around the nfl a lot of teams will have their business out there in the ether people will be able to see it on twitter you can see it on nfl.com and then there's the bills where our moves come out of nowhere. Our moves come out of nowhere. They're unpredictable. And it's a beautiful thing, really, if you really break it down. Like, you don't want people to know what you're doing, right? Because if they know what you're doing, they can then try and counter you. But if if you come out of nowhere, there's no counter for what you're doing. They just got to eat it. And that's what it is. The great philosopher Lil Wayne once said, real G's move in silence like lasagna. That's Brandon Bean. My man moves in silence like lasagna. That G, you don't hear it. You don't know it's coming. You don't know what's going on. There's no reason for him to let you in on his little secrets. So he doesn't. And then you signed Von Miller. No one heard anything about Roger Saffold. Signed him too. I didn't hear a damn thing about Jamison Crowder. Got him too. Like, he He doesn't do things that you think he's going to do. Right? Everybody thought we were going for Chandler Jones, Von Miller. Like, you cannot deny that this man works in secrecy. All right, here we go. I'm, I'm going to see who's in my comments here. I got Spin, as usual. My guy Spin. We don't always agree, but it is what it is. Uh, Happy Easter from Kim. Hey, happy Easter, Kim. Uh, Akeem in here, let's go. Let's go, Akeem. We got to get you on the show sometime spin uh bean was ranked number one gm power rankings okay okay if you if you have a link to where that is i'd love to see it and read up on that that'd be great uh i have a belly button Uh, i don't know if mike got hacked but uh yeah cool me too i hope yours isn't any like mine otherwise you're weird um my main man happy easter thank you dan lone wolf in the house as usual my indoor plants are love all the, okay, I think he was trying to say my indoor plants love all of the springtime sunshine. Absolutely. You get that natural light coming through the windows, and then plants flourish, baby. Brian Oaks, can you please answer this question? A buddy of mine told me there's talks of Dawson Knox will be traded to the Dallas Cowboys. Is there any truth to that? Uh, I have seen no articles, so Brandon me- Brandon Bean moves in silence like lasagna. But I don't think so. I, don't, I, I wouldn't. I couldn't foresee that happening. Like Brandon Bean's generally the guy who's gonna reward the guys on the team. It, if 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 Knox is asking for too much money, then it's definitely possible. Um, but Knox seems like a, a team first guy, so I don't. I don't know if I if I'm buying which are selling there. Not you, but you know your buddy selling. I got Charles Couples in here. Hello, Go Bills Moffat. There we go. Spin. Lol. And how you feel about? Needs to get out my face. How you feel about our, our head coach? We'll get into that, too. Uh, no, I do have one. Okay. All right. Josh Allen is going to. So, this is one thing I said last year. I said that the Bills uh, would win the Super Bowl and Josh Allen would be MVP and Super Bowl MVP. First one to do it in a while. Uh, I got it wrong last year. I'm going for it again this year. Josh Allen, Super Bowl MVP and league MVP. Let's go. It's just how I see it. Byron, I think your buddy is busting on you. Yeah, probably. Could be. Look, if the price is right, the price is right, baby. If they say, we can give you a first-round pick for Dawson Knox, you know, it's hard to ignore that value. But Dawson Knox played like a first-round pick this year. So, in my book, I'd rather keep Dawson Knox. But I'm also not a general manager of a team, and my emotions will be more in it than Brandon Bean. But back to the celebration of our beloved number one ranked GM in the NFL dude who makes moves that you can't see coming if he was an MMA fighter he would be Anderson Silva in his prime you think you're gonna hit him but you're not you think you know what's coming but you don't you predict he's gonna hit you with that left jab and wham front face kick to the head and it's a wrap fights over before it started you don't even know so when you break down Brandon Bean, like, you're you're sitting here trying to predict some things. And I've been able to predict some things every, every now and then. I predicted the uh, Saffold signing, uh, the Jamison Crowder signing, and the trade for Case Keenum. I predicted those three things. And when I did, I didn't think it was going to happen. So, there's that. Do I ever get to talk to any players? Uh, not yet. I'm not big enough for that yet. I'm getting there. I'm hoping, you know, hopefully I get my... My levels there, but I'm not. I'm not quite there yet. I'm working on it, though. You know, the harder I work, and the, you know, the the more shows I put out there, the better I get at this. The more articulate I am, the more likely I am to eventually get you know some players. You know, and I've reached out to some players too. I shot my shot a couple of times. I shot one at Greg Rousseau. He was the first one I shot shot one at. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I say my favorite defender personally is is Matt Milano and. I liked him when he was drafted because I saw immediately he was better than Ramon Humber and then they didn't start him right away. So it is what it is, you know, uh, here we go. Are you excited to see bills? Mafia melt down when the bills. Don't draft a corner. Ah, so if they don't draft until round three, I'm okay with it. And here's, here's why the bills had Levi Wallace undrafted. They had Dan Jackson, seventh round pick and Trey white, of course, first round pick. And the defense was humming with undrafted Levi Wallace, who turned out to be better than that stature, you know, of, uh, you know, undrafted. But Dane Jackson's a seventh-round pick, and he did well. What that tells me is that the Buffalo Bills front office is perfectly capable of scouting corners who are not top-three-round talent. They just are. They're they're good at scouting corners, period. Like, it may be a specialty of theirs where they can go out there and get get guys who are just capable of doing a good job. And that may be all they need from their corner since we have the best safety tandem in the NFL. You have Milano and Edmonds, who I have an opinion of. And then both of them, you know, and then you have the defensive line, which they improved drastically this year. And what is a cornerback's best friend? The cornerback's best friend is the defensive line. If the quarterback doesn't have time to throw, the cornerback doesn't have to cover for that long, right? The longer you have to cover, the more likely you are to have a busted coverage. Just the nature of the beast. So by improving the defensive line with Daquan Jones, Tim Settle, uh, Jordan Phillips, who had nine sacks for us last time he was here, uh, then adding Shaq Lawson as a good guy to seal the edge, along with Von Miller, who's going to either play on the edge, possibly, or the Zoe role, as I call it, which is what I think is going to be. But if if he plays on the edge, you have somebody on the other side who can really close that gap and seal the edge. So if it's a run, it is what it is. And if the quarterback's scrambling, he will contain them to the pocket. So that way, cleanup crew and Von Miller or whoever else is out there can do that. And that's ignoring the three, you know, second and third year players that we have in Epinesa, uh, Boogie and Rousseau. So, Getting the front fixed was priority number one. And Brandon Bean went out there, and he did a masterful job. Masterful job going to get guys who, when we signed them, people were like, who's this guy? But guys around the league were like, oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, Brandon Bean really pays attention because they went and got Tim Settle and Daquan Jones. Daquan Jones is a true number one, or not number one, but he's a true one-tech a defensive tackle, which they haven't had other than Star who's starting to dwindle on. his. You know, he, he played better the first couple years here. But this year, he did kind of fall off a bit. Yeah, Ed Oliver, who's going to be a mammoth in there, you know, even, even though he's small. Then you got Tim Settle, who can play both. You got Jordan Phillips, who can play both. And they're still not done. They're still not done. Let's see. Uh, if I was a GM, in this team, I would probably still be in drought era, dude. That, that's for like any of us. Like the, the GM job is not easy, and I guarantee you, Brandon Bean doesn't get much sleep. You know, like like I guarantee you that dude's up all day. He he's got a he's got a phone over here, right, on his nightstand, and all the other GMs got that number, and he's got his personal phone that when he's sleeping is off. This phone. It rings, I answer. One in the morning, two in the morning, you know, 4.15 and my alarm clock's getting ready to go off in five minutes. Whatever. Brandon Bean is answering that phone no matter what. That is the way this man operates, right? When we traded for Antonio Brown that one year, that news came out like six in the morning, which means he had to be working on it for like two hours. And then, you know, you, you go... And see how it, it didn't it didn't go out it didn't go through right because Antonio was like nah son Well, oh, big mistake Antonio big big mistake and uh, bullet dodged on our end I'll say that but yeah there's a there's there's a lot of stuff you know a lot of stuff let me see I'm missing some uh, some things here all right uh, so the Cowboys have Schultz yes they do so that Dawson Knox thing is probably not it. Unless they lost him to free. No, they they, they actually franchise tagged him. Uh, do you play Xbox with them? Uh, no, I don't. I, I did actually play Xbox with Aaron Williams one time back in the day. Uh, see, I think the impressive thing about being in the front office is how tight-lipped they keep them. Yes. Because me- I remember back in the day when we had Doug Whaley and we had uh, Tom Donahoe like everybody knew what we were doing like everybody knew it's like we were making doing business in a cornfield ears everywhere and someone would drop something off you know to the media and then everybody knew what we were doing and somebody else would go sign the guy because the guy took the same money to go somewhere else those days are over those days are over All right. All right. I got some comments between you guys. Uh, bring back Nate Clements. I don't think he's good anymore. <laughs> uh, question. If they move, who uh, move up. Who do you think? they Ah, here's a good one. Question. If they move up, who do you think they would package together along with picks? Uh, so I think there's a couple of guys. Uh, one of them, some of you guys aren't going to like, and that's Tremaine Edmonds. I think we could, tr- we could package him up with the second round pick and move back into the later part of the first round draft or first round. Right, so say the Kobe Dean is still there at 24, or not 24, uh, 28, and the Bills want to move up, they could go get him. Say the Bills want to move up from, uh, say you want to go get a bigger fish at linebacker. Maybe you trade our 25 and Tremaine Edmonds to the Eagles for their first round pick and their fourth round pick, and you get, um, the other linebacker from Georgia. I forget his name. I don't know why Nkobi Dean's name is so big in my head, but if you want that bigger fish at linebacker, you do that then, right? Because linebacker is becoming a way more popular pick in the draft. So uh, it would be Edmonds and or Epinesa. And I don't like to say that about Epinesa because I don't think that defensive ends on this roster really get enough of a chance because they already don't see that much time on the field as, you know, starters. You know, they're only seeing 50% of the snaps, but for a guy who's only seeing 50% of snaps, I don't see it as that much of a loss. Bean has more cards up his sleeve. Bean has the whole deck up his sleeves. He's got a copy of the deck that's on the table right now. He's got a copy of every deck. That way, if he comes in there and you're using bicycle, all right, cool. I have that deck. You're using aviator? Oh, I got that deck. No worries. No worries. I just talked about that, and I agree. Yeah, man. I think, I think it's very possible that they do. Could you see Bean working a deal with the New York Giants? Used to be assistant to Bill's GM to move up in the draft. Uh, that would be a little too rich for my blood. You're talking about moving up to, like, five or seven, I think, are their picks? Five five and seven, five and nine? Uh, let me look. Because I have the draft simulator up here. Because I was thinking about doing this. Five and seven. So, You're talking moving 20 picks up into the top 10 or 18 picks. I I don't see that happening. So if there's a run on corners, you very well could see us move up to get a corner. I could see us moving up for a corner or a linebacker if they are done with Edmonds. I don't know if they are, you know, my guy over here. I do love Tremaine Edmonds. I think he's good, and I think he's young, and I think he's got potential, but I don't think he's going to be worth the $15 million a year that he's, you know, He's going to garner. I'd move up in both rounds, honestly. I'd give up my first and second plus Jermaine Edmonds to move up in those two rounds. And if I have to give up an extra fourth and fifth, then give it up. We're only going to have like five or six rookies make this team. So move up both rounds. Let's go. I'm down for that. So I do have a sweetheart running back. Uh, I really do. And I'd say it's Jerome Ford in the fourth round, but if in a lot of these simulations that I'm giving out or these possibilities where we trade up, you would then give up your fourth round pick. So unless you were willing to trade back into the fourth round, he wouldn't be there, but Jerome Ford from Cincinnati is my is my uh, sweetheart running back that I like. I think that Vanessa at best can get a fifth. Hey man, if if you get something for him, you get something for him. Take it. And I see some happy Easter's. Cool, cool, cool. All right, guys. Uh, so more reps. So here's, here's an interesting thing. Singletary needs more reps. I think he's definitely capable. I think with this new improved offensive line, he is very capable. I think that he is more likely to progress forward with a line with Roger Saffold and Rick Bates than with uh, Darryl Williams and Rick Bates. Because Darryl Williams is more of a pass blocker, in my opinion. He's a right tackle. He can run block just fine. But I think that he's more of a, you know, a a pocket builder, so to speak. So, yeah, I think that with – and he was playing guard this year. He played well, but not not enough – not good enough to make tackle money at guard. So, he had to go. First round and second round pick, if traded, would get us to the 15th pick. Far as trade value chart thing goes. Yeah, that that's fine. But I'm talking about, like, I would trade a player to replace, like, Tremaine Edmonds. Right, uh, I like them, but I think that we can do better. So I would go after a Chenal from Wisconsin, or an Asamoah from Texas A&M, or a Chad Muma from Wyoming, or a Nickobe Dean from Georgia. You know, it just depends on where we can go and where we can get it. And say, say we do, you know, trade or, or draft a corner first, or we draft a linebacker first, right? So we say we get into Kobe Dean at twenty five. We stay there, we get into Kobe Dean, but Andrew Booth Jr. is on the board still. I would trade up to twenty six. I would give up our second round pick in Tremaine Evans to to whoever is that. And that is the Titans. So maybe not them. Screw that. I'm not giving them anything. Uh but to twenty seven, which is the Buccaneers, I would absolutely do that. Without hesitation, I would do that. I have far less faith in Zach Moss. I apologize. I disagree. And I agree. This this goes back to the original point that I was talking about, Brandon Bean. The magician he is. Like, he saw Tyreek Hill make crazy money he saw Devonte adams make stupid money and that money is only going up right so it's either extend him now and get a reasonable rate for the future or wait right because the, the the whole reason why this whole wide receiver is making stupid money oh yeah and we're doing this video on my xbox by the way that's that's how it's so much smoother i have an xbox series system so boom there's the secrets out man this is on my xbox and i have my laptop doing these things with the comments so yeah, fun times. Um but man, I forgot what I was talking about right there. But oh there we go. So the way he did it is that he, he he picked his poison. Am I gonna do this now and lock him up for the rest of his career here in Buffalo at the rate that's good for now? And Christian Kirk's signing, the Jaguars signing that guy to an eighty eight million dollar year or $1 million dollar million dollar contract at like four years. That's stupid deal. That wow made all these receivers go. Oh shoot! Christian Kirk's getting eighty-eight million dollars. Devontae Adams got his money. Tyreek Hill got his money, and they paid Diggs accordingly. I think you know he's he's he got the, the second most guaranteed money, but the fourth most money per year. So smart smart way of doing it. Like hey hey, check it out, Diggs. Right? We are gonna put you at fourth per year. It's like why why not first? Why not second? We want to give you second, though. In guarantees, well, shoot. Okay, all right. You meet me halfway. Let's go. I want to be here anyway. My guy Josh is here. Bean is just so good at dealing with these players and and keeping their egos happy, but also them happy. Because you have these are NFL players; these are professionals. Their egos are involved. Right, and as a person who is in the front office, you have to be able to manage that, right? Especially when you have a top tier guy, a top five wide receiver. Put him anywhere top five, I'm not offended. Right? If you put him at one, I'm not offended. You put him at four, I'm not offended. Personally, I have him at three. I have Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins. That's my that's my top five wide receivers right now. So I think we keep our first round pick. It will be for a wide receiver to keep the con- contract under control for five years. That's possible. I mean, we still have Gabe Davis. You know, Gabe Davis is doing pretty good. Um, I see us going first four rounds. If say, say nothing changes, right? First four rounds, linebacker, wide receiver, cornerback, interior offensive line. That's where the money's at. Right. And there, in the first round, there's some really good interior offensive linemen, But I'm not so good with the ones in rounds two, but feel better again in round three and four for the value, if that makes sense. Like, there are guys who would go in round three that I think I'd be happy with, but I would not be happy with drafting them in round two. Andrew Booth Jr. So that is a very popular pick. Uh, In my mock draft, I actually had us getting Kyrie Elam because Andrew Booth was gone already. So it really depends on the run on corners. It really does. I don't believe in ranking players. I think tiers are better suited at categorizing the players. So tiers are good, but also skill sets. Like if you're running a zone blocking scheme, you don't want to pick, you know, a a gap scheme lineman. Right? Or if you're if you're going for a defensive tackle and you need a one tech, you're not gonna draft a three tech high. You know, you might try and move back to get the right value. If you're smart, you'd move back or move forward to get the guy that you really want. So, there's a lot going on. You know, there's a lot of complications that go into this whole thing of GMing a team. So, it is what it is. But Brandon Bean, I think, I think I've think i said enough, man. The dude is just a magician. You have no idea. What up, my G? There you go. My man is a magician, right? He just goes out there and sleight of hand here. Boom. Von Miller. And that's the biggest one we had this year. So I'm gonna keep using that example. It's just, it's just how it goes, man. You have to, you got to get past that. All right. So as usual, who or what is next? What are we doing next? Everybody's talking about corner in the first round. What if we pick up Joe Hayden? What if we pick up Xavier Woods? What if we pick up Stephen Nelson? Like that? Then, then I don't think we do. Granted, I don't think Stephen Nelson is as good a uh, fit in this defense as Xavier Woods would be. And I think Joe Hayden would fit almost any defense because he's just got so much experience. But yeah, man, uh, if we get a corner in free agency, but right before the draft, anything goes, anything goes. Uh, No, sir, I have heard nothing about that. You know, he said uh, there's some medical concerns about Booth. I haven't heard anything about it, but uh, if it's real, you'll see it on ESPN. It'll happen or NFL network. It'll come out. So I think the Bills should already know who they will pick at 25 or if they move from the pick in the first round. So the other interesting thing is what if they move back? They say, all right, well, our guy's not here and we have like five guys. So we're going to trade back with Detroit, you know, get, you know, get to the end of the first round and it's select somebody there, you know, maybe they have five dudes that they really like, you know, and, like, one of them is going to be here, so let's trade back, get an extra pick. But that, that would make sense to me because, again, there's not going to be that many play picks that make this team. It's just not realistic. So, yeah, then Bean, Bean probably already knows who he's going to pick at 25, if they're available, or who he's willing to move up for. So, like, this whole thing is fluid because he's counting on other people to not be stupid, other people being other general managers. So there's a lot there's a lot to write into that. Facts. And there will be veteran releases post-draft as well. It's true. You can see some guys get cut because their contracts are higher. You now have a second-round rookie corner. Somebody gets cut that we like, we pick them up. So there really isn't – like I think the, that the uh, the rush to get people is, is difficult, especially if they go somewhere they do really well. And we're like, we could have had him. It's like, we picked Cody Ford. We could have had DK Metcalf. That's a thing. Brandon Bean's not perfect, but he's damn good. He's damn good. Come on man, you you already know you already know what's up. There there they have it. They have it. Uh can you guys hear me? So, I went to a game at Highmark a few years ago, but it was still the uh what's it called uh It was newer fields at the time. No, it was, this was this was before Ralph passed away. I think actually, because we had Tyrod and Mike Gillisley. No, so no, Ralph was still, Ralph was dead. He passed away already, uh, and uh, it was Rex Ryan, Rex Ryan stuff. I right, appreciate it, man. Uh, I gotta see if I can get a replacement mic for this thing. I think it's starting to go. So if I touch it, it gets weird. Being a genius, picking in the later rounds, he's a—he's a, you know, he's a genius no matter what, man. He's a genius no matter what. All right, so on to the next subject. Uh, I'll, I'll see, uh, see about what else we do. But as usual, who or what is next? And I, I'm gonna go with, you know, the draft probably. The draft probably, unless somebody comes off of uh, their price, because after the draft, their value goes down. Depending on the person, say a team didn't get what they needed in the draft and you're the best at that position out there and you fit their scheme they may have to pay more but what if you only fit their scheme now your value goes down right? so, it's like it's like bricks in the wall pink floyd baby it is what it is this is a this is this is going to be a very interesting time of the year as it always is watching the draft and seeing how it happens and seeing those moves that are made right before the draft so i'm happy and i just i, I can't wait Um, There is a chance for a defensive tackle in the first round, but I don't think so because Tim Settle, Daquan Jones, Jordan Phillips. I don't think so, but it's it's possible. But I, I wouldn't take uh, the big guy from Georgia, Jordan Davis, or whoever. I wouldn't take him, no. If, if he's what you're looking for, nope. Agreed. So for me, I think that they're going to move forward in the draft. I think that they're going to try and get as many first to fourth round picks, like my man said, and just get the best guys they can to load up for the Super Bowl because we really aren't going to foster that many that many guys. And the guys we do draft, other teams usually tend to pick them off our our team, like Rashad Wagus last year. We had him, we drafted him, and then someone else picked him up. I think it was the Jets. So, you can take it for what it is, but I'm good sitting, you know, in those first four rounds and maybe get a punter later. Everybody's been bugging me about a punter, too. It's, it's weird. All right. All right. So, last subject. This This show might be a little shorter because it's Easter, but I was thinking, who would like to do a little bit of draft simulation? Because... The draft is in two weeks, and I'll probably do this again next week where we have some draft simulation. Um, maybe a little bit more to talk about next week, because there hasn't been any moves, you know, since uh since the last move we made. Just the bills have been kind of stagnant because they're ready for the draft. But if I do this boom chrome tag. Draft Simulator. So I have a PFF account, so I use PFF. It's just the way it is. And I've already got us here to 25. And I'll show you who is no longer on the board and who is still on the board. So we'll go the Aiden Hutchinson, Ikemi Ahmad Gardner, Kayvon Thibodeau, Evan Neal, Derek Stingley Jr., Trayvon Walker, Kyle Hamilton, Trent McDuffie. Wow, he went quick. Oof, I was hoping he'd last a little longer. Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Charles Cross, Malik Willis, Devin Lloyd. They got the, they got the Texas take Malik Willis? I think that's wrong. I think they like Davis Mills. Jordan Davis. You can keep him. Chris Olave. George Carl that's going to be a sneaky good one, but I don't know if the Chargers really would do that if they just got Khalil Mack and then they have Joey Bosa. Jamison Williams to the Eagles, okay. Devontae Wyatt, Sam Howell, that, that makes sense to the, to the Steelers. That makes sense to me. Uh, Jermaine Johnson to the Patriots, Tyler Linderbaum, Trevor Penning, Trelon Burks, okay. So that means the for the Bills, who I've sorted, wide receiver, running back, inside lineman, Uh, corner and linebacker. This is who's on the board right now. Okay, this is who's on the board. All right, so... Let's see what we've got. Bobby Hart was his lane move. Let's do it. Bobby Hart was the last move. Yeah, but... is is it really like was it a move like Adam? I, I wouldn't call it a move. I'd call that uh, you can't just give Tommy Doyle the swing tackle job. You have to bring somebody in to cover that. Yeah, me too. Bills all Bills lost offensive lineman Anderson and Wild Goose and Fromm from the practice squad. So Fromm was the year before, but. Uh, Wild Goose and Anderson were both drafted this year. There will probably be some more moves. Take Booth. Booth or Zion Johnson. I like Zion Johnson. Booth all the way. Dean or Booth. Booth. I'm seeing a lot of Booth, so we're going to go with Booth. Boom. So we're going to do no trades this draft, just a straight-up draft. Seven rounds. And we'll see who's available when we get there. So, I see one already already here that I really like in Brian Asamoah from OU. I thought it was Texas A&M, but it's, it's OU. I got those backwards earlier. So, we're going to sort wide receiver. Running back now because we drafted our corner, so no need for corner there. Interior offensive lineman. Linebacker. let's see what you guys say in the comments uh, booth our defense would would be sick yep hill from michigan booth or elam dean would suggest they love him hill from michigan the wide receiver or running back he'll play. okay so here we go i'm gonna go for the top selections at this spot available okay so My favorite one is Brian Asamoah and Chad Muma. I like both those guys. I wouldn't be mad at either one. All right, but there's three linebackers here, with Troy Anderson from Montana State being here, that are available. Asamoah is the 39th-ranked player. Muma's the 49th. And Anderson's the 56th. We're at 57, so all of those guys would be a very solid pick for us. At wide receiver, you got Jalen Tolbert, who – I like as a prospect, but I'm not in love with him as a prospect. Justin Ross, I'm not a huge fan of. I do like him, but he just didn't take that next step uh, last year. So kind of on him, but Dylan Parham, I'd be willing to trade up for him in the next round. Not now. So let's see what you guys think about what I've said. Uh. Linebacker out of Wisconsin. Uh he's not on the board anymore, man. Uh you are talking about uh Leo Chanel. He's not on the board. I wish he was. Uh we had Muma in for a visit. I like Muma. Parham, I would I would trade up for Parham. Uh Anderson is a beast. Muma I like. Uh linebacker in the second round might be moving on from Edmonds. Okay. Okay, so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna draft Chad Muma because he's the most popular guy here. Everybody's, everybody's on Muma. I said we're not gonna trade this draft. We'll do we'll, we'll do one more after this where we tra- where we have trades. All right. So Chad Muma's our guy. All right. So Muma is on our roster. So now we have our corner and our linebacker, defense is stout. So we're going to go wide receiver, running back. We'll add tight ends to the list because Knox and O.J. Howard are both on their uh, last year of their deal. And interior offensive lineman. And we will look at some of the prospects and I'll go over who I- Wow, I said all that and nothing happened. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they were, but I can't do both screens at the same time, so I'm just going to leave it small over here and then do this over here. All right, here we go. Comments. Audio, 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 audio. Okay. I see y'all. I see y'all. Okay. My TV doesn't have Braille. Oh, that's messed up, bro. That's messed up. All right. So. Back to it again. At this point, my favorite player on the board is Damian Pierce. Running back out of Florida. I do like Khalil Shakir from Boise State. Uh, These two next guys, Donovan West and Luke Fortner, they're both centers. Um, One of them may have guard flex, but I'm not positive. We got Romeo Dobbs from Nevada, but if you look, we're at 89. That's where we're picking. So for me personally, the value is at running back. So let me know what you guys think. Uh, sh- All right, so so for me, it's between Shakir and Pierce. And this might be the only one we do today. We'll do some more next week, but today, uh, fam's getting ready to eat dinner, so got to get with them. It's between Damian Pierce and Khalil Shakir. Let me know in the comments who you guys got. We can, but we can also get a running back in the, in the third round. And right now, we have a good value on him. He's a seventh, seventieth ranked prospect, and we're at eighty-nine. So you want to draft prospects who are worth more than where you're at. For me, that would be Damian Pierce, James Cook, James Cook. Been hearing good things about him. Okay. TV, come on, we got anything? Come on, guys. I need some more. Shakir. Okay, we got one for Shakir. And we got one for Pierce. I don't mind either one, guys, but I need I need, need some uh, round five. We're talking about this pick right here, guys. Come on now. We're talking about this guy right here. Take Diet- Dietrich Frazier and bump to guard. We need a guard. I don't know if we need a guard, man. We we have four guards on the roster. We have Botker Bates. We have Saffold, and we have – um. We have a uh, Cody Ford, you know and this defense this new running scheme may help Cody Ford so I don't, I don't know. Shakir, okay so I've seen Shakir Shakir. there's a guard I like later in the draft. I forget his name It starts with an l Le- Leviticus or something like that. All right so we're going with Shakir okay you guys don't want the running back now we can get one later. Boom, drafting Khalil Shakir, wide receiver. Keep the comments coming, guys. Keep the comments coming. Hang on. This is only three rounds? Oh, hell no. I can swear I said to seven. Okay, so I'm just going to start it over and do the same exact thing I did anyway, and then we'll start from there. So long as the same players fall to me. Yep, Booth, we took him. Things gonna be a little different this time, I guess. Because oh snap, Leo Chanel's here. I might not do the exact same thing, guys. I'm going to get us there, though. Yeah, okay, so Muma's off the board, so we're going to go with Leo Chanel instead. Chanel. Who I actually like a little bit better than Muma, but, you know, it is what it is. No complaints from me. And come on, a little faster. In this round, we took the wide receiver, Shakir, who is no longer on the board. All right, so we're starting over from this point again. Tight end. Running back. Sorry about that, guys. I I didn't realize that was only a three-rounder. We we were so emotionally invested. Let's see where we're at, guys. All right, Chanel. I see the excitement. I love the enthusiasm. I, I don't see us going... Offensive line early, man. I just don't. I don't see it happening. I'm sorry, my man. spin. I can see it in the mid-rounds. Four through four through four and five is where I see us going for that. But I don't see us doing it early. But you look at it, rounds three, four, and five is where we really make our bread, right? So be patient. Be patient. So it's Damian Pierce, Romeo Dobbs, or Dubs, however you say it. Uh, Tyler Algier. I'm look. I'm going. I'm going. With Damian Pierce this time. He's a highlight reel. It is what it is. I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. Absolutely. If I'm if I'm moving up from Tremaine Evans, I'm not going without getting a linebacker early. Just not doing it. All right. So, wide receiver, and. Interior offensive line. There it is, right there. So my man spin, I'm gonna I'm gonna point this question directly at you. I already took Damian Pierce because he's my guy. Sorry. Plus the value of the pick. It is what it is. I'm sorry, buddy. But Spin, this one's for you. I like this guy. Lascidas Smith. From Virginia Tech. He's 6'3", 3'14", and he's 23.7 years old, oddly specific. What say you spin? You hear bad things about Lasitas. Okay, so we'll wait. Josh Johnson. Let's see if Josh Johnson is available. So wide receiver, tight end, interior offensive lineman. All right, so we got Grant Calcaterra, Laceda Smith, Jalen Weidermeyer, Phelan Munford, Josh Johnson, wide receiver. What pick are we at? We are 130. So who wants Josh Johnson and who wants Laceda? We got Johnson and Laceda. I like Laceda. Spin said he thought he heard something bad about him, but, you know, we heard bad things about Stefan Dix before he got here, too. So, let or Josh Johnson in the fifth. We don't pick that early in the fifth, man. He's going to be gone by the time we get there. Let's let's look at the uh, measurables for him. He's 5'11", 183. Uh, he's 22 and a half years old. What say you guys? Alright, so Munford over Lasitas, okay. So Thayer Munford from Ohio State. Which guard? You talking about Lasitas Smith or Munford from Ohio State? Let me know. Come on, guys. Big money, big money. Come on. Help me out. All right. We're going with Thayer Munford, Ohio State. Apparently, he's more disciplined. Plus, he plays at Ohio State, so you know. Wow. All the way to 168 now it's wide receiver tight end and we could double dip at corner and we could double dip at interior offensive line and josh johnson oh my gosh is on the board are we jumping are we jumping for josh johnson in the fifth round josh johnson we also have Javion Hiley, who is ranked at our draft position almost exactly. He's one spot higher. He's six two oh two. He's a senior. And they don't know how old he is because they didn't try hard enough. What are we doing? Take Josh. Take Josh. I told you. You did, Vlad. Sometimes Izzy is wrong. Let's go. Josh Johnson. From what I understand, he's also a pretty good return man, too. I did hear he was a good return man. All right, can't go yet. I was thinking the same thing. You pulled the words right out of my mouth, like Shang Tsung taking my soul, bro. You got it. All right, so it is now round. Where we round? Round five, still okay. So now everything goes. I think right, like we can, we can look at any player now because we got all of our needs covered. We drafted who you know I and you wanted at times. So we have. Interior defensive lineman Noah Ellis from was that uh Vanderbilt 6'4, 340. Golly, that's a big old boy. That's a one tech right there. What do you guys think? You guys want to get a one tech to back up uh directly Daquan Jones and make sure and make Tim Settle specifically the backup for Ed Oliver, or we good at defensive line, which I think we are. I think that Zaquandre White from South Carolina is a prospect. I like a running back. I've seen his videos. I I don't know his measurables. Let's go ahead and pull these measurables up and see. Six foot 206. Uh, He's a registered senior, so he's been in college for five years. He's 23 and a half. He's up there. Uh, You got Zonovan Knight from North Carolina State from NC State. Okay, right up the road from where I live at. Uh, Then we have Devontae Price running back. There's a lot of running backs here. Here's a name I like, and I've heard a lot about, Nephi Sewell. Nephi Sewell, linebacker. Since my idea would be to bring in Leo Chanel from Wisconsin, replace Terrain Evans with that guy, and we let go of um, AJ Klein, would another linebacker be something that we're looking at later in the draft? So we have a third linebacker that we trust. Sewell's very light, so he's two twenty six. He's a Milano type. He'd be a Milano backup, and you know Milano's I think two twenty even. I think isn't he? I can look that up too. Let's take a look. Matt Milano two twenty three. Okay, so he's three pounds three pounds lighter. So we've we've done well with light linebackers. You know, we our linebackers are more, you know, sideline sideline guys. Can he tackle is my question, right? So we've got Nephi Sewell. Uh, Then we have Javion Hiley from Coastal Carolina. Again, he's at 67, ranking 167, and we're at 185. So doubling up on another receiver might be the case. Or I like this guy here from San Jose State, Derek Deese Jr. at tight end to get another tight end on the roster. What do you guys think? Come on, guys. Help your boy out. I? don't want that on the screen now. Help your guy out. Deese Jr. Okay, Deese Jr. I see. I like Deese. I like Deese. All right. Good ball skills. and can block. Okay. I'm getting some information here. Some information I like. Any of the linemen on the practice squad? I see you spin. I agree with you because we have five quality interior defensive linemen. Tight end. Okay. All right. So we are going with Derek Deese Jr. Tight end. San Diego State. Boom. That's our guy. We're on to 203. Where are we going here? We have Zonovan White still on the board. We have Devontae Price running back. Nephi Sewell still out there, who I do like. Uh, Ty Chandler, running back. North Carolina. Let's take take a look at his measurables. 5'11", 204. So he's a, you know, smaller back. Devin Singletary size. We have James Mitchell, tight end from Virginia Tech. We just got a tight end. We're not looking for that. Uh, Luke Wattenberg. I don't know if we have a backup center. So, yeah. Uh, Percy Butler from Louisiana. We got a wide receiver on the board, Reggie Robertson from uh, SMU. SMU SMU receivers have done us pretty well, so he's 5'11", 192. Give me some input, guys. We got some guys on the board. We got Matt Ariza, punter from San Diego State, on the board. What do you guys think about Matt Ariza? I like him personally. I think he, I think he's gonna be a good a good punter. Hello, Kim Boomhauer says emphatically, "Yes." Very emphatically, my lady Kim. What do you guys got for me? Come on now. Help me out. Because the default right now is Ariza. All right, all right. Need to draft a Ariza. Okay. So, Spin says, need to draft a Ariza in the fourth round. If want any real chance of getting him. And I agree. I agree with that. If he's still on the board when we draft it in the fourth round, I take him and then I draft back. I, I trade back up into the fourth round to go get the guy I want, like Jerome Ford. I agree with you because Ariza is a talent, but we're taking him here because he's here. Remember, this is our first one. We're gonna do a couple more next week. We'll do maybe more than a couple. Next week is gonna be just draft simulator. I just wanted to get my feet wet with this with this week with you guys. It's Easter. I gotta head to dinner in a minute, but yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is our last pick, 231. Uh, not Mr. Uh, irrelevant, but, you know, close enough. What are we doing? We can pick anybody. I don't care. You guys tell me what you guys think. We got Luke Wardenburg, center out of Washington, Josh Rivas, guard out of Kansas State. Uh, we did pick a guard, but we can, we can go guard again if we wanted to. Uh, we just took a punter, and that means that... Uh, this guy sucks on our team. He's not going to be He's not gonna be there. right? Uh, Luke Tenuta, tackle out of Virginia Tech. Wattenberg. I got a. I got a Wattenberg holler in here. All right, cool. Uh, we could go tackle because we could use another tackle, especially since we don't want to have Bobby Hart. I'm going tackle. That's what we're doing. No, Luke, he's center. My bad. He's a center. I'd still take a backup center over freaking. So we're going to leave that alone. We're going to leave. We're gonna, I'm not going to jump the gun on that one have a practice squad QB. Let's see what QBs are on the board. Might be, a, might be a good one. EJ Perry from Brown. I like the, uh, the smarter quarterbacks personally. And uh, he's an Ivy League guy, so yeah. We got Skyler Thompson from Kansas State. Jack Cone. Uh, Stonehouse and Stout will be there the 7th, not using a 4th on a punter. Eh. All right, Lone, I, I hear you. I hear you. So we have Barkley. So we have we have three QB, so we'll we'll take that off and we'll just see the best player available you guys think. Who do we take? we take a Wattenberg for center as a backup? He's gonna sit behind Morse for like three years. Right? But he's also a seventh round pick, so it's kind of a throwaway pick. You, know, you can do whatever you want with it. You can go Brad Hawkins in the seventh round. He's a safety. You know, and he's, you know, 196th rank overall. But sometimes, you know, these guys that are ranked low, like, I don't know, Jordan Poyer, make your roster and make your team better. So what do you guys think? Come on, come on. No bickering among each other. Give me give me a pick. Give me somebody to pick. You guys gave me – what? So I got Wattenberg already once. Let's see what we do with that. Daniel Garri said Wattenberg. o Lineman. Okay. That's two. Wattenberg it is. Boom. You know it has been? You're you're probably correct on this right here. You're probably correct on that. Like uh, where it go? You're probably correct on this right here. Like, there's just, anybody else wouldn't make the team, most likely. All right, and then I have up here. So, these are our picks. We got Andrew Booth Jr., Leo Chanel, Damian Pierce, Thayer Munford, Josh Johnson, Derek Deese Jr., Matt Ariza, and Luke Wattenberg. Now, Matt Ariza, as everybody says, is probably not going to be there, but why the hell not? Why the hell not? But, everybody, it has been my hour. Right, And I only intended to really do, like, 35, 40 minutes because of Easter. Oh, my brothers in the comments, there we go. Happy Easter, hermano. Love you. But that is my show today. It was kind of a lighter-hearted show. Just to show some love to our beloved GM, Brandon Bean, to see what's next. I think it's the draft, but I've been wrong. And honestly, I'm just happy that our squad is doing what they're doing. Stop sharing that now because we already seen it. It is what it is. But let's uh, – LOL, Arisa, D+, plus, PFF is stupid. Yeah, yeah no. so I'm going to have to see if they have a different way of doing this because I think that there's two different types you can draft, two different ways you can do this draft. So if we go to the draft simulator, I'm just going to check it out and see. Uh, I know that uh, the draft network's got like a big board, and then they got, you know, their – players for each team or whatever, and I don't know. Uh, Select your teams, okay. So I think next week we'll actually do a draft for, like, all the teams, and then we'll just focus on the Bills after that. What do you guys think? Let me know in the comments. You know, and and hit me on Twitter at TFP You know, that's my Twitter. On Facebook at Ismail Monero Jr., that's me. Feel free. Or if you just want to put him on Built in Buffalo, just ask Izzy a question. It's fine. Ask me a question. Izzy. What do you think about this? But on on Facebook, I am Ismael Manedo Jr. So you can just put my name, and if I see it, I will definitely try and answer questions there. Um, yes, that's true. Uh, spin, spin was another one, man. Spin is all over it tonight. Punters are never calculated as team needs. They should be because one bad punt, it's a wrap in some games. Like especially if especially if you're struggling with closer games, you need that punter to do his damn job, period. Like, punter is way more important than a lot of people will give him credit for. And that's just it. But, guys, this has been my show. I appreciate everybody for coming. God bless you. Happy Easter. Much love. Go Bills. Go Bills.